Hey, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast, and we're back for another episode with Devin McKnight, but you may know him better as Monica. Devin put out an album this past year called Dark Matters, which I really enjoyed a lot, uh, and he's going to come on here and we're going we're gonna to talk about some basketball, as we normally do. Um, but we also might get into some, some of our favorites of the year, and uh, most likely talk about Zion and, and Steph Curry and... and yeah, enjoy. Uh, but I would also like to mention that we do have those Lift Your Skinny Fist t-shirts available in the shop at IndieBasketball.com. There's still tons of those available, as well as just a small handful of Bon Iverson hats and Death Cab for Curry sweatshirts. Still lots of those available, so go on and get them. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening and enjoy. stuff's been uh, going all right you know did that tour yeah you've been touring hopefully do some more in the spring for Uh, sure yeah right now i'm kind of trying to figure that out there's a few things i'm considering but uh yeah we'll see see if it happens yeah did i also see you kind of do some you play instruments on other kind of bands when they need some live support or tour like touring help yeah um yeah i played guitar for this band the obgms um there's like kind of toronto like punk band Um, Mm -hmm. they're really cool um and then um what else have i done (laughs) oh uh i was playing in uh uh Jordan Blakely's project Smile Machine played bass. Awesome. Uh, she just moved to Philly though, so you know. I mean, I hope I can still do it, but right. You know, I guess we'll see. Um, and uh, I did a little rap feature for something <laughs> that I can't talk about yet, but okay. Um, Keep my eyes out. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, you know, just uh, I teach teach music, you know. Yeah. So just nice doing that with my days. Cool. Well, thanks again for joining, dude. Um, I figured we'll we'll talk a little music up front. Just usually touch on, especially this time of year. It's uh end of the year. People like to talk about their lists and whatnot. So. Um, I guess we could we could start there and and do you have any favorites that you listen to this year? Oh, well, let me pull it out. I actually I made a, <laughs> I made a list for the yeah internet because <clears throat> that's what everyone does now. <laughs> yeah, well, I did a thing for uh, this one blog, and uh, it was kind of limited to like ten. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, well, you know. It's very difficult. <laughs> it's hard to narrow stuff down, you know. Right. But 
let's see what I got here. Um, it's a late, a late edition, but I really like this is album that just came out. Yes. It's really good. For sure. Uh, I feel like in a weird way, this might sound like a diss, but I feel like she writes the same song over and over again, but it's always good. <laughs> it's like I mean, a, she, it's she like has a vibe and she nailed it, you <laughs> yeah. know? Exactly. It might not be good for some people, but I like it. Yeah. Um, got she it. did, however, actually, it seems like she tried out what a lot of people are trying out these days. And it's like, you know, rapper, R&B artists trying out like a slightly emo sound or pop punk sound. Yeah. She did like one track on the album that sounded like that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like it could be like a. Like you know, Willow or, you know. Yeah. Like a pop punk b-side for they right. sound like they really tried to like produce it very well no it's no. kind of awesome <laughs> <laughs> but uh let's see what else is here um the chat pile record mm-hmm. i was listening to that the other day again that's uh that, that that was a grower for me that caught a lot of people off guard yeah. i feel like I didn't know uh, how I felt about it at first, and then yeah, because sometimes heavy music can be can seem a little like monotonous, or I don't know. Yeah, I feel you, but just like yeah, but they they're awesome. I like it. I feel like it had a, a kind of a similar breakout to that first Def Heaven album, mm-hmm. where it just kind of it blew up, and it was like it was super heavy, but it was a little different than like the rest of the genre, right. you know. So it just stuck out in a really good yeah. way um uh i did really like that mj lenderman mm-hmm. album quality folk indie rock sort of definitely uh, it's funny when i when i i think he did some shows with did he do shows with mountain goats oh i don't know because i feel like oddly enough it's actually a pretty spot-on pairing there yeah. i do i do see a lot of mountain goats in him yeah yeah, he's a uh, a really cool musician and uh, a nice nice person too. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see what else. Uh, I did like the Mama record mm-hmm. a lot. Um, they have a very like I don't know. It feels like their sound just feels like candy you know it's like really easy yeah. to like to like it you know and it, for sure they like touch on these very kind of catchy things that are like i already liked before i even put right, on, right. on so it's kind of like you're just giving me everything that i want <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they're cool um the soul glow album was really really dope mm-hmm. i almost feel like people didn't talk about that one Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not in those circles, but right. I just feel like production-wise, they just really nailed it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's the sort of thing where everyone everyone feels it's good, but for some reason, it's not like you know hyped up as much. Like everyone in our Discord like loves that album, and but it it, it's, it is not. It doesn't always like come to the top of discussion. Maybe we just expect that from them now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's just like you know. I mean, it should be that way. Yeah. <laughs> definitely um let's see uh this is it's a pretty long list so i'm just gonna kind of skip around um yeah um i did 
really like the Earl Sweatshirt record, even though I feel like I listened to it. It came out in January. It was super early in the year, yeah. So I feel like I listened to it so much then. And then as the year went on, I almost forgot that it was like this year. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, let's see. Um, uh, oh, uh, Nick Hakeem put out a pretty cool record. I haven't actually heard that one. Uh, yeah, he like, he kind of toes this line of like, sort of indie rock with like neo soul stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like some of his albums might be more of the neo soul, but I feel like the new one was a little bit more like, I don't know. He, like his first single, it was co-written uh, with Alex G and like, Oh nice. It just has this, like they, it, it was an unlikely pairing, mm-hmm. but it really worked. Like, really That's well. sweet. Yeah. Um, the, uh, let's see. Sasami. I mm-hmm. like her record a lot. I think that went under a lot of people's radars. It did. And I feel like it was like a big, it was a pretty big shift in her sound too, right? I don't know. I, like I, it, I don't know what her stuff before this was like, honestly. It, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I feel like my association with her was more even not entirely songwriter, but I feel like she went kind of heavy on this one and got kind of weird with it. Yeah. Which I, I dig. Yeah. There's some of like the very indie stuff. Right. On it, but like she just like went for the, you know, kind of metal yeah. stuff that you, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want. I don't want to say that like I expect certain things that ever because I, I, <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't know her discography like that. Sure. Well. Yeah. But that was really cool. Um, cool. Um, I'll give you like one more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did really like the uh, Mama Larky album. You know that band. I've I've heard the band, but I I I don't know that I actually listened to the album, and I would like to go back to it. Yeah, the new one has like very like kind of like thin, janky guitar stuff. It gets a little mathy sometimes, mm-hmm. and yeah, I feel like it just brought out more stuff that I like from you know guitar-driven music. Uh, sure. But, uh, yeah, I guess my comparison was, like, Deerhoof, but they don't really sound like Deerhoof. So okay, it's just, like, I think it's just the guitar sounds, like, remind, yeah, reminds yeah. me a little bit of that. Uh, okay. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a good record. I, I, I listened to it all the way through a few times. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I'll check that one out as well. Um cool yeah i mean there was there was a ton of good stuff um this past year you also put it out out an album this past year i did um which you we mentioned you you toured a little bit for you toured with mr goblin which i i was a big fan of his album as well um oh yeah but yeah you, you put out a, a solid album it was uh what was it like kind of getting that out was it a 
a long time coming or did it come together pretty quickly? Um, it was a long time coming. I had a lot yeah. of that stuff done. Well, I had a lot of songs done when the pandemic yeah. started and then, you know, you know, my life just drastically changed and I had a lot of time at home. So yeah. I kind of finished it up in the first, you know, six months. Sure. And then, um, then it was like, how am I going to release this? Or is anyone releasing anything or how are we going to do this or whatever? So that was its own struggle. And, uh, you know, sort of, uh, I mean, even like the tour with pile, like, yeah, I had talked to Rick, like, almost two years, it seemed like, before it actually happened. I don't right. think it was two years, but it felt like forever. But then, you know, in my head, I'm, I was just kind of like, uh, this is gonna get canceled, or it's like, it's not actually gonna happen or whatever. Yeah, and everything, you know, went off, you know, without a hitch. And um, it all went well, no one got COVID somehow that's as good as you can ask for right <laughs> yeah we didn't have to cancel anything um and uh the shows were good so um that, that was a sick lineup mm-hmm. all three of you guys on there yeah did you go to the chicago show i, I had tickets too uh, and then unfortunately i got sick oh man so i was not able to go but I'm i sorry. yeah i mean it's it, you know that's kind of what we deal with now right it is um but yeah i mean i especially love that i think was pile playing in anniversary of uh baby blue is that the album no no, no. uh dripping dripping yeah yeah um, yeah yeah so that's an album that i um i feel like um in Boston, there's this little time when there's like a lot of really, really sick bands. Um, I was living up there and like, I feel like uh, my band, uh, Grass is Green at the time, we played around with Pile a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bad History Month was up there and um, Cal Marks, uh, Krill. Yeah, yeah. Krill's getting their start then. Okay. And yeah, there's just felt like there was a lot going on. And I, I just remember like when that album dropped, I remember like exactly where I was, you know, I for just, sure. Like, I don't know. So I haven't listened to any of the songs in so long. So just like seeing yeah. them live again was kind of like, oh man, I remember. <laughs> was touring with that kind of surreal for you? Yeah, in a, in, a, in a way, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, also, I hadn't seen any of them for so long, just because right. of the pandemic and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really just good to see them again and, you know, hang out and stuff. So, awesome. Um, are you trying to write anything new? Are you trying to put out something, another album, or are you kind of chilling for a little? Um, <laughs> I mean, Yes and no. I was actually, that, yeah. that was what I was doing before I hopped onto this call. Okay. Because I feel like for me, it's like 
I'm a creature of habit. So it's just like if I get myself in that frame of mind, sure, it'll work out. But if I'm just like binging Netflix shows and <laughs> stuff. It's very easy to put it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that anything is going to actually get done anytime soon but at least yeah i want to start like thinking about stuff and you know because i'm gonna turn around and like this kind of like light period for me Mm -hmm. is just gonna vanish and i'm not gonna have any time and for sure so i might as well start dicking around some some (laughs) stuff so cool well Outside of, it's not quite Netflix shows, but uh, do you find yourself maybe getting distracted with some NBA games? Uh, so that's actually my, like, quiet p- place. Like, <laughs> I actually put on NBA games because, like, I have League Pass, so I can watch like, oh, yes. I want. <laughs> there you go. And so I put that on, and I'll just, like, start playing guitar and kind of, like, I-, I can come in and out of watching it. Yeah, especially if it's like a game that I don't really care that much about, but it's just find it entertaining. Uh, sure. So it's it's almost like basketball has the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's almost like you're scoring the games. Sort of, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so you you did mention that you are sadly a Wizards fan. Yeah. My uh, condolences. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think there there are a few kind of disappointing teams this year. So yeah. I'm not going to act like woe is me, like everything is terrible, but like our organization is like I mean it's always been like this, you know. Yeah. And you know, in the nineties we were awful. Just got awful. Mm-hmm. So at least we haven't been that necessarily. But they just kind of like shoot for, you know, like a seven seed. I, yeah. And that's, As a Bulls fan, I get it. That's like, the dream. And it's like, God, <laughs> let's get real here. Yeah, like, like best case scenario is you, you, you squeak into the playoffs and are a first round exit. Right. And that's, that's <laughs> not cool. <laughs> like. No, because then you can't build out your roster. Yeah, because, like, you know, you spend all this money on these, like, middling players, and they're really good. But you look at the kind of moves that the teams that really make it make. Right. And you're like, well, we can't compete with that. So, like, what are we even doing? (laughs) I mean, yeah. We just paid Bradley Beal, like, a quarter billion dollars. It's so much money. He's it almost feels like he's like getting just like he took money just to be like, this is a job. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he'd be crazy not to right do that. But at the same time, like we didn't have to give it to him. Yeah. After what we just went through with John Wall, like. Right. Right. And John Wall's one of my favorite players ever. But he definitely he, he got hurt at like the wrong time and. We're probably still paying him. <laughs> yeah, right. How'd you feel about that reunion? Um, I mean, I always think it's cool because, like, there is a little bit of animosity 
yeah uh between the organization and john wall i i thought that they were being really unfair to him in a lot of ways so Mm -hmm. anytime i get to see him like you know be him again right i i'm happy even if it's at our expense and you know i wish uh beal was playing in that game because that would have been pretty fun for sure yeah i mean I felt a lot of that with how things ended with Derrick Rose with the Bulls, because like, uh, they like that's like that, that's your Chicago dude, and then like, sorry, you're going, you're we're gonna send you the Knicks, and it felt very contentious just at the end, which is unfortunate. Yeah, gotta love them. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, so, are you from DC area originally? Yeah, that would be cool. the only yeah. reason why anyone would ever <laughs> choose that yeah. team. <laughs> But yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, I grew up. I feel you. you know, my dad used to take me and my brother to uh to there were the bullets back then. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And they had this old crappy arena. And uh yeah, my dad would like take us to games and stuff and like you know, we could stay up later right. on school night and like <laughs> you know, those are Did you did you embrace the uh, the Gilbert Arenas years? Oh, fully. I mean, yeah, I you know it's like hilarious now, but uh, he kind of went away and now he's he's back a little bit in his own. He like has like a like a podcasting personality. Yeah, that's that's like kind of how he, you know, like he's another player that we like paid so much. Oh yeah, and uh, he squandered it like. You know, in a heartbeat. But I think right. when it was over, it was just over. And then he, you know, I mean, he's like a pretty funny guy. Yeah, he's kind of a dick too. But like, oh, definitely, but definitely he, a dick. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like his personality is like meant for that. Right. He created like a social media persona almost mm-hmm. where he just like talks trash about like current players. And like when when he talks trash too, you're like, well, he he did score 50 on this guy. So like right. he has every right to cuz he yeah. he was that good. He's the best. He gets at him in the comments for sure. He is the best we ever had. Um and when it was happening, it was almost like uh, we don't deserve good things to happen to us. Like, why? Why is he here? <laughs> and then we realized why he was here because uh, no one else wanted him because he was like a an asshole and he was like a, a troublemaker. Yeah. yeah. So the writing was like already on the wall. Like every everyone knew that he was a great player, and uh, he. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole guns thing was just like yeah. the craziest thing. That that kind of felt <laughs> like oh, the end is near. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just didn't want it to be that because he had had some injury trouble himself, right? And without his confidence, like we didn't have m- much. And uh, I mean, we had yeah, Ron Butler who was awesome. And it, Anton Jameson, right? Yep. Yeah, he was great. Ron uh, Butler chewing on straws. Oh, I love that guy, man. <laughs> and now he's a he's a coach. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he coaches at the Heat, I think. And uh, 
But yeah, those were good years. I mean, you know, we just happened to run into LeBron's like rise to fame, like at the exact same yeah. time. So kind of like everyone in the East. Yeah, for they knocked us out most of that time. Two years in a row. Yeah, two years in a row actually. So damn. Well, as far as the the current team, I mean, you have to like be all right. Is there are there any positives you you feel with the team right now? Um. Yeah, we lucked out. With Kuzma, yeah, Kuzma's turned in. You like Rui? I do, but he can't stay on the court. He keeps on getting these little injuries. It makes me. Everyone on our team gets these little dings, you know. Yeah, it makes me think that like we don't have a good training staff or something. Every other game, someone's not playing because like you know hamstring or like and Mm -hmm. like. Is this happening to everyone, or is it just us, or I don't know, like. It does feel like there are teams that have stretches where if if players consistently get hurt, like you have to look at the training staff. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of their job. Yeah. I don't know. Brad's Brad's been on and off this year. Yeah. And uh but you know, when he's played it's been great. Um Yeah. Porzingis is I'm just cautiously optimistic cuz he he looks like he's I mean, going to like break in half. Yeah. You know, at any moment. That's kind of par for the course with him these yeah, days. But yeah. he, he's been playing really good. So it's mm-hmm. like cool that he's playing that well. Um, but as a unit, yeah, there's just, you know, we can't do anything about the teams that are like have winning records. Like, right. We can, you know, beat a few mediocre squads. You know, we can give, you know, Maybe we'll give the Bucks hell or something. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're not good for much, much else right now. It's, uh, it's, it's tough, especially when I'm sure you've seen rumors about Kuzma. They're, they're ready to just unload him. Um, well, do you think he'll actually get traded? Um, you know, knowing us probably, but at the same time, it, it's, it's one of, you know, it's one or the other. Like, either we're, we're going to, uh, like, wildly overpay him. Yeah. Or we're going to get ripped off. <laughs> and then we're, we're going to regret, like, whatever yeah. trade we made. Because he was just kind of like collateral damage in the, in the uh, whole Westbrook thing. Right. And I felt like the Lakers were kind of dumb for letting him go. But... Um, he, he actually, he actually became more of a, like a, I don't know. He might make the all-star game. Like he's, he's pretty good. He's putting up at least point wise. He's, he's scoring. Yep. So, I mean, you know, I mean, if, if, if we can extract some kind of value out of that, then I guess that's cool. But yeah, you know, it's just, it would just be our luck if he, you know, has some hall hall of fame, like. Right, with Phoenix or something, and like I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I like I, I like Kuzma. He's- yeah. Plus, he's uh, people love his fits, man. <laughs> Those like the crazy. I I can't get the image of that crazy pink sweater yeah, out of my head. With the <laughs> looked like it was for somebody who was like you know ten feet tall. This is for George Mirasan, Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, he's he's cool. I um, I don't like really like a lot of our draft picks 
were just kind of like mm-hmm. very like I don't know. I think if you draft in the top ten, that person should change your team. Yeah, you know, even if it's even if like you're if you're drafting like you know six through ten, they should at least be like a pretty uh, active role player. Yeah. So we uh, we drafted Corey Kispert. He's an active role player, but he's not really like what they said he was going to be. Yeah. And then Denny Avdia, he starts now, but he's really good on defense. He rebounds. Mm-hmm. He can handle the ball, but he's very shy about trying to shoot. And in like you know big moments, he just defers to somebody else and it's like yeah dude we picked you number nine like <laughs> if you're number nine in the nba draft like you're like really good you gotta like <laughs> yeah just i don't know that's just me i, no, I, I, I don't know what it's like to be six nine and <laughs> like that's fair that's fair uh yeah i remember bulls uh, bulls ryan picking him as well and then they took patrick williams like way sooner than he should have but playing like four games in college but um yeah i mean i i think there are things to like about the wizards but uh yeah i I feel you on that that forever bubble playoff feeling it's it's not fun (laughs) but you said you also kind of into the nets yeah they're like my backup team because i'm here i live here right and uh yeah, and yeah, I think with KD is legitimately like one of my favorite players. Yeah, I feel the same way because I lived in I lived in Brooklyn from like 2017 to, to last year, and I mean KD is it's like I don't care how much shit he gets as a personality, he's just so fun to watch. Yeah, we're blessed to be, you know, uh, like alive to, to see him play like yeah you know a seven footer who is just like that talented and uh i mean that stretch in the beginning of the year i mean they weren't winning at that time they, you know they are now but at that time right. though he was like single-handedly carrying the team and he his stretch was like 25 points and above for like the longest in history ever to start a season or something like that. Didn't he like tweet something too, like throwing shade at the rest of his teammates? Oh, I don't know. I, I think he said like something him. like, he's like, I'm literally carrying this team. Like no offense, but like we have Nick Claxton on our team. <laughs> it was like something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know. I don't keep up with this Twitter. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people do and are, try to bait him into saying oh of course stuff because he will say it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know are any of us really that different no absolutely not i mean how like i can't imagine like having that many people tweet at you all the time and just like yep just ignore it (laughs) just ignore it and yeah i mean people know exactly what what buttons to push though oh yeah you know yeah that's that's gotta be tough and nobody can say that they're as good at anything 
as he mm-hmm. is at basketball. So it's just kind of like an insane thing to even right know, do. Yeah, but as a as a player, like dude, like when you watch like when you watch him shoot, like you know when it's going in, like right when it leaves his hands. It's just he's just got that smooth shot. Yeah. Um I mean, Kyrie shenanigans aside, uh, he did hit that awesome game winner. Yeah, well, I saw that uh, in real time. It was uh, oh shit, pretty great. It was pretty yeah. awesome. Um, Kyrie is one of the best offensive talents probably in the game now, but I think he's just like every once in a while, there's some kind of like basketball savant scorer mm-hmm. who's kind of a brat oh yeah and is not used to people telling him no because they've always been like the basketball star right and so if he says the world is flat then the world is flat like if you're <laughs> flat, you know you just yeah. like let him have that but um i mean i hope you know i never have to like consider whether or not he's an anti-semite <laughs> yeah i mean it would be nice not to have to worry about that i even have to think about it because like even when yeah. like it was all going on i was like i i don't think he's anti-semitic <laughs> i think he's just right <laughs> exactly exactly he's just dumb as hell and like doesn't he's hard-headed that's what he is like, he doesn't he really doesn't wanna... well you know there are people out there that are like paid to like study all these things Mm-hmm. and understand all these issues the same way that he's paid to play basketball but he has no exactly humility for that sort of thing you know he thinks that because he has like so, some marginal amount of intelligence for a basketball right. player that he he should get up and like talk about all this stuff and it's like dude you were in college for like three months man like <laughs> yeah just because you read a book yeah. now doesn't mean like you know everything about all this stuff. And he thinks it's, I don't know. Yeah. But he's great. He is great. I mean, yes. No one, no one can ever doubt skill-wise. I mean, even like we already talked about, like Gilbert Arenas, like skill-wise, dude was insane. Yep. Uh, but the other stuff got in the way and injuries. but Right. I mean, I think so – you know, Kyrie has won a title before. Um, and, uh, like, he's never led his own team. But, you know, I think that eventually people will, you know, look at him as far greater than a guy like Gilbert Arenas because, like, yeah, yeah. He's just probably better, but for longer. But, uh, yeah, I just I just hope that this stuff doesn't become what people think about. I, yeah, you know, because we're living That's... in it. Like, it's like hard to really care about it because it's so dumb. <laughs> and it's it's everywhere too. It's just like if you're on anywhere on social media, it's all you see, and yeah, if it's kind of annoying because because yeah. I I do miss just seeing like youtube highlight reels of like him yeah. just dribbling insane and scoring yeah that's the that's the draw you know right um but 
How do you feel about, uh, are you coming around to Ben Simmons? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I was kind of like felt bad for him. I did too. Because I, well, I'll say two things. A, I just like don't think that we knew or ever going to know really what was actually going on with him. Yeah. And maybe that's his fault. But then also, like, you know, fans shouldn't, like, send, like, death threats to you and, like, saying crazy stuff to you just because, like, you lost a game. Yeah. He, like, they said, like, Doc Rivers said, like, that game, he held Trey Young to, like, 2 of 20 shooting. But no one talks about it just because he didn't dunk on that play. Dude, still would have lost. Screw Doc Rivers for that. Yeah. That, that was like so terrible. Yeah. But I think that like people are just they're expecting him to be something that he never really was, you know? Yeah. Like he could score a little bit, but like you know, like he's there to kind of be a on ball defender, like Mm-hmm. Shut down guy, get rebounds, get assists. Like he's not really there to like. No. Do that. I, that probably. I feel exposed. like people want him to be like the this LeBron type, you know, slashing superstar. When really he's actually probably closer to like a prime Rajon Rondo. Right. Like he'll he'll like get you like the lowest level triple double, <laughs> but and he'll yeah. give you lockdown D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was also going to say, second thing, is when I played sports, I feel like I didn't know a lot. Well, the world didn't know a lot about mental health. Yeah. And, you know, I think as I was getting older, you know, life was starting to get more complicated. And I was dealing with some stuff. And I didn't play well when that was, was going on. And I couldn't explain it to myself why it was happening. I couldn't explain it to other people but I didn't feel like myself and like it sucks. He probably like gets sure. a lot of joy out of playing basketball and like to lose that for a little while probably makes him feel like shit. <laughs> I mean, case in point, um, that rookie for, was he a rookie even? He was a couple of years from the Mavs who just retired with barely even playing in the NBA. And he, was that? it's all because uh, Tyrell something. He was he's he honestly barely got to play for the Mavs because he was in the G League a lot, um, and he cited that he he was retiring because he just had so much anxiety from playing basketball oh. that uh, he just didn't really love the sport anymore, which is so unfortunate. He was a twenty twenty draft pick, uh, Tyrell Terry. Oh, okay. It's such a bummer, but like, dude, you're you're still like you're only like what 21 years old 22 years old and you're retiring from basketball yeah you're underdeveloped and people already have this this idea of what you should be as a player despite being drafted and even he was even like a late first round pick you know right like it's it sucks and that's that's that too with the even what we were just talking about with the nets having Kyrie, kd and ben simmons but here we are talking about Twitter, uh, anti-Semitism, and 
you know, mental health. And it's like so unfortunate that like their skill is actually all really good. They're all good players. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't know. I have a lot of friends that live in Philly and uh, some of whom when Philly is in the playoffs, I like to text and, you know, kind of, kind of rib on and stuff. And uh, yeah, there's no getting through to them about Simmons. And I'm kind of just like, I don't know. I like Philly fans are ridiculous to me. Philly sports fans are tough, man. Like I, I feel like somewhere like in Philadelphia, someone is still unsure of whether Donovan McNabb was a good quarterback or something. You know what I mean? Because it's like they hated him, but he was the best that they ever had. He took them to a Super Bowl. He like he's just a really great player. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, you'd always hear Philly people just being like, ah, he sucks. Like put in right. some other lesser player. You know, it's just like guys, like get have a good thing. Like just you know, <laughs> it's and and too, it's like the only the only person that they would like, they don't have those feelings about. It's like on like a silver platter is like Allen Iverson, and that's because he really didn't have any down years in Philly. Yeah, but he, you know, I mean, he also never really won anything. Of, of, right, and like, you know, I mean, I feel like he, I was, you know, he was my favorite player when I was a kid. And of course, yeah, like. He didn't really care about playing basketball that much. <laughs> right. He's kind of an asshole. Like, so it's like that's the guy that you, like, <laughs> you guys choose to love, but like right. this other guy who like you know sacrifices all this stuff. You're gonna like jeer at him, and it's like he's on your team. <laughs> yeah, it, and if you if you try and uh, confront a Philly sports fan about being a Philly sports fan, no, they will not believe it. Yeah, you can't. Can't do that. <laughs> That's trouble. Yeah. Trust me, the the DMs on, on my Instagram account tell me tell me otherwise if I say anything bad about anyone from Philly. <laughs> there you go. I do um, love Joel Embiid. Oh yeah. I love him. He's great. Yeah, what um outside of, you know, Wizards Nets, what what players are you really vibing with in the NBA right now? Um I think in a big way, um, you know, as trite as this might seem, I think Steph Curry is still like one of my favorite players to follow because yeah. um, he's changed the game in a way that like hasn't happened since like Jordan. Right. And I don't know if we're ever going to see anyone like that for a long time. Just the way That's true. he plays and his style of play. Um, like, I think people are talking about him like he's the greatest shooter of all time. But I think when he's retired and, you know, had some time to reflect, we're going to re- realize he was probably like, you know, a top five player ever. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, he st- certainly has, he has a f- quite a few years left to play. He's already broken the record of three point oh, three pointers made. That record, and he's and he when he got drafted, you know, no one, yeah, they thought maybe he'd be a spot up shooter, but like he can dribble, he can pass, he really is like an all around player. 
Yeah. His performance against Boston, I thought it was just, you know, in the finals. I thought that, that was mm-hmm. just incredible. That made me a believer. I was like, yeah, right, yeah. this guy's got something else. Um, but yeah, he, I like him. Um, you know, I like, I like Jimmy Butler. Mm, yes. Okay. You know, Jimmy's, J- Jimmy's a different guy, but Jimmy's Jimmy. Yeah. But he's got a lot of his heart, you know, he's got a lot of heart and I feel like for sure. I like that, that bubble run that they did. Oh, that was some of the, my favorite basketball to watch. That's so cool. Um, I like, I like Giannis. Um, yeah, I think Giannis and Luca are like the future of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Luca also. I don't know if I like like Luca as Luca, yeah. but like his game is like really cool for sure. But as as far as personalities, I think you're on. Like you're right. I do think he is kind of low key, like the like a protag- uh, antagonist of the NBA, like. Like he's kind of a villain on the villain side. Yeah, he's of the yeah. NBA. Yeah, he's 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 definitely at least an antihero. Yeah, um, he, you know it's, he he knows he complains at the refs a lot and <laughs> he flops. And yeah, does all the stuff. That yeah, yeah. People don't like about European players. <laughs> um, uh, what about uh, Zion? He's been playing out of his mind. You know, I mean, Zion's one of those guys where it's like. Especially when when he played his first full year, you were mm-hmm. like, "All right, I mean, he's just doing exactly what he did before. That's awesome." Right. But you know, we just haven't had enough of it yet. Right. Right. Because um, I, I, I feel like I we really got to like, embrace these years. I don't, I don't know if I like the Pelicans, but I, I feel like Zion's one of the most interesting players. I just hope he lasts. Long I know for him to do something more. You know, I hope his ankles don't turn into dust. Yeah, I think it's like a thing where it's like someone that big is not supposed to be totally able to do that stuff athletically. So after a while, your joints just kind of yeah, you know. Right. Uh, I actually like I like the this Pelicans team. I think they're interesting, and this this whole little rivalry with the Suns is is really fun. Oh, it is a rivalry. I apparently like this year is like the establishment well, of that because the playoffs, right? Yeah, okay. and then uh, you know well, a couple weeks ago, Zion did that windmill dunk when at the end of the game, and they were all pissed about it. And then they played each other like three times in the same week, which is really weird. Hmm. But uh, it's apparently like a little rivalry now. <laughs> I uh, so my my dislike of. The Pelicans doesn't really have a lot to do with who's on the team. It's more like I hate their mascot and their uniform. <laughs> just like yes. I'm anti all of that. And even their arena, their their arena is like the Smoothie King Center. It's like yes, the least cool arena name. <laughs> I don't know. They're not giving me much there. I just feel like every time there's like an opportunity to rebrand a sports team. Like there's so much like I'm a graphic designer, so like I'm super into it. And like you put that out, and I'm like, damn, I'm so bummed out by that because it could have been so cool. Yeah, with, with that kind of. I don't budget. hate the name. I'm fine with them being called the Pelicans, but I think the 
like the color scheme is very like uh 2003 calves yeah it's just ugh, I, I don't know yeah it's kind of ugly i i feel you um i like jaw jaw oh yeah jaw's great uh, he's so much fun yeah i don't know yeah i feel like a lot of people will probably get mad at me for saying this but skill set wise he's the closest thing i think we've seen to jordan um in that Ooh. style of play i'm not saying yeah. like he's jordan i'm just saying like his style of play is pretty remarkably <laughs> it's pretty insane he is the guy that you would want um like one on one yeah like he is that pure like uh, he will go at you and he does, like he's a good team player but he can do it by himself he can he's very hero- heroic in that way and it's yeah. like vertical leap is like I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. People compare him to Rose a lot, and there is some similarity there, but they're still a little different from each other. Yeah, Rose is probably a little bit better of a shooter, right? Yeah, he he had that mid range game unlocked, but I don't know. Jaws working on his three point game; it's getting better. Um, yeah, he's he's super fun to watch. I'm excited about like what where the NBA is going and like you know I know we're gonna we're running on the end of like LeBron and and you know Steph in the next few years probably say so what Steph's got like four years left maybe yeah probably I mean he could just probably shoot forever also probably <laughs> um, yeah I think um, the game is in good hands you know the next crop. It right. is like Jason Tatum and Brandon Ingram. Guys oh, like if you could that. stay healthy, man. Um, just people that were like drafted around then. Like mm-hmm. Tatum has actually become a superstar, which is, I think, it's really awesome. Uh, De- yeah. Devin Booker is a star, you know, and they're all like 25, you know. So, yep. The affirmation, aforementioned, uh, Tatum. Uh, Giannis and Luca, them too, as well. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so there's plenty of superstars right just right there. Uh, cool man. The last thing I had is I don't know if you you saw my note about preparing. We're gonna we're gonna make like a little uh, we're gonna make a band out of NBA players. Okay, it's supposed to be super dumb and <laughs> silly. So, um, the first thing that came to mind. And we don't have to use this, but I think that if you had a four-piece rock band of uh, the Warriors minus the center, which is kind of what the Warriors are, right? It's a great (laughs) rock band. If you had, if you have Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond, you know, you got your uh, your your solid. Rhythm section and Wiggins and Draymond. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, Clay's. You know, he's got some of the spark, but Steph is the star. Yeah, he handles all the glitz and the glam and stuff. It's just like, you know, enough space for everyone to to have some light. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, so, I, but now you got Jordan Poole upset, and he's going to make his own band. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's going <laughs> to start a side project and uh, blow up. But uh, the non-dubs option, I said, Kyrie will be the misunderstood, like, like tortured genius singer or something. <laughs> self-proclaimed mm-hmm. genius singer think think like jim morrison or something or like i don't know mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a weird weird to conflate the, the, the two but they're that's both, that's the whole point of it though it's great full of shit so i think <laughs> <laughs> um i i said uh Jokic is uh or joe joke it how do you say his last name I think it's Jokic, yeah. Jokic, he, he, because he's so he's so goofy and his personality is like, you know, he's kind of like wishy washy, but he's just so solid. Like you need him. So he reminds yeah. me of like a lot of drummers. Okay, a lot yeah. of drummers are like, they're like, their idiosyncrasies are like almost unbearable sometimes. But <laughs> having a good drummer is like second to none like you just have to have it so you're just like all right fine you know yeah and i mean a good a good drummer is also gonna you know assist the rest of the band right exactly exactly sets the rest of us up (laughs) uh i said kd could be lead guitar because he's got those long ass arms yes you know and probably huge hands so you could probably play some crazy stuff shred up some riffs Yes, um, absolutely. And he he strikes me as like a like like uh uh played some shows with um with Wilco like a long 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 time ago. And he has a whole different life, like a, a different era that he was a part of. And, and Nils Klein backstage, he never stopped playing music. He was all he always had some string instrument in his hand. I could see KD being that guy. Oh man, I love that comparison. Right? <laughs> uh, I said Giannis on base because he's dependable. Yeah, you know where he's gonna be. He's like the glue, you know. But he also knows when you know it's time to do his thing and stuff like that. But he's dependable, you know. Right. He's even keeled. That's an intimidating four piece. <laughs> well, I, I have one more. <laughs> oh, okay. So I said that Luca is on synth keys and samples. He's the young savant producer type <laughs> that hasn't quite figured out how to lead, but they're too talented to keep out of your band. They have this <laughs> extra flair, and you can't you can't do without it, you know. So he's almost in the in the Jokic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, zone, I guess. But Luke, Luca is like uh, Panda Bear to Animal Collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's just he's just got it, but he never quite yeah put it all together. I mean, I I, I hope that that's yes. perfect. I feel that. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> um, oh man, I can't stop thinking about KD as Nels Klein. That's just so perfect. <laughs> Well, he's like that in basketball, that. man. He just yeah. never stops. He really is. 
Do you uh you got a name for this band by any chance? No. no. <laughs> yeah, That's a tough one. Naming but. bands has never gotten easier. No. It's not it's I, I actually mentioned this the other day. I feel like you always have these moments where like that's a good band name. And then when you actually have to come up with a band name, you're like, I can't think of anything. Yeah, you're, you can't you can remember that one name that you thought was cool. Or you'd be like, not from Brutal. Project. Not really. Yeah. I don't know. Well, all right, dude, that that was awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you you joining and coming on. This is uh, good to talk hoops a little bit. Hey, you know, um, I, I uh, this is what I do all day. Yeah. Music and basketball, so it's a... Uh, you know, strangely perfect for. Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but all right. Yeah. You enjoy your league pass. Uh, yep. and I'll catch you later, dude. All right. Thank you. So that's going to do it with my conversation with Devin from Monica. Uh, this was a fun one. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone that, uh, can follow us on instagram and twitter at indie basketball and would really really you know what i want for christmas i would love for you to support on patreon uh we're on patreon.com slash indie basketball because there you can support you can get early access to these podcast episodes you can get discounts on merch you can uh, get bonus half court session tracks which is great we got more of those to come and uh, most importantly, support on Patreon helps us make more of those half-court sessions and, and continue doing awesome content for you guys. So I would love your support on there. But thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next episode.